Welcome to Arise Esther, a podcast for today's Esthers, women who are ready to rise up with courage and faith like Esther of old, who stepped up to lead when life was tough but faith was fierce. Hi, I'm Dawn Scott Damon, your podcast host. I get to talk to some of the most resilient women on the planet, all who faced trials head-on and triumphed. Now we're here to help you do the same. So turn it up, Esther. This is your moment. Well, it's that time again. Welcome everyone to Arise Esther. And I hope today I'm speaking to all you modern day Esthers who just need a little encouragement. And you're going to get that today from my guest. She's an author, a blogger, a full-time speaker. My guest encourages and challenges her audience to live life kicked up a notch. How good is that? She's the co-owner of the Christian Communicators Conference, a training conference for speakers, and we're going to talk about that today. But to those who know her best, she is an absolutely adorable Southern Belle. She's Davis's wife, an empty nest mom, a former middle school teacher, and she struggles just like the rest of us with dust and dishes and cellulite and junk drawers and unmade beds and wrinkles and all those things. I want you to welcome to the show today my guest, Tammy Whitehurst. Hi, Tammy. Hello, Dawn. And it is so good to be with you today. I could not wait to talk to you after meeting you earlier this year. I'm going to tell you, I was so excited to be here. I actually shaved my legs. Wow. That brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I got it like that. That's how I, re- woo. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so glad that you did. And so maybe before this program's over, we're going to have to have you just kick up a leg so we can see that. But in the meantime, thank you for being on a rise, Esther. I knew this was going to be a blast with you because just the minute you take the stage, we're all smiling. You have so much effervescence and joy and you're bubbly and you are a Southern belle and that's just delightful. But we're t- today, let's talk about some things. We're going to talk about, you know, pitfalls and potholes and the power of positive thinking. What's that all about? Well, I'm going to tell you, as as a woman in ministry, as a wife, as a mom, as a grandmom, we always have, whenever we look at life, we always have those potholes and those pitfalls. And, and the power of positive thinking is what pulls us through all of that. I have I once read that rough waters make smooth stones and smooth stones can take down giants. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what we all have those giants in our life and we have to go through those really tough days, those times whenever we wonder if we're going to make it through to really realize the power of the Lord. Yeah. So, okay. I love that. And I like to get really granular with things because I think sometimes I've lived uh, Christianity since I was eight years old. And so sometimes I hear things, I think that's so good. And then I wonder, does, do, do other people know what we mean? So smooth stones take down giants. What does that mean? What's a smooth stone? What if I have no understanding of that? The rough water, which, which makes smooth stones, the rough waters are those times whenever life is just so hard, when life is a pitfall, when life is, life is a pothole, when life doesn't really, um, 
get you very excited. It has you more along the lines of groaning and moaning and grieving. Like COVID in the last year. Oh my goodness, yes. But I tell you what, rough waters, that's what that is. When you think about a stone that is in rough water, literally a stone in rough water, Mm -hmm. what that rough water does is it makes that stone very smooth, very smooth. And then in Bible times, when David actually took five stones and put them in that pouch and he took down the giant. So I think that through our rough days, through those tough, rough days, whenever we are overwhelmed and overworked and we really want to jump overboard, I think during those days, God is actually making us smoother and smoother and smoother so that with his help, yeah, because the impossible is possible with God. With his help, we can take down whatever giant is coming at us in life. And in the past year and a half, there have been giants. For a lot of people, we automatically think, oh, with the pandemic. But I will tell you, besides things like that, you know, there's a lot of people who have had, as a woman in full-time ministry, there's a lot of people who've had relationship crisis. They've had diagnoses they didn't expect. They've lost loved ones that they never thought they would have to live without. Some people have had um, relationships that have just gone south in the way of marriage. Yes, right. So what you're saying is that when life is turbulent and not if, but when it is turbulent, that that's the stuff that makes the material for our character to give us resilience, to give us grit, tenacity, we persevere and we press through and God forges something in our lives, which is the material for our future victory to take down giants or any other obstacle or resistance or opposition that comes our way. And so don't despise those days of tough and rough waters because it's making us and it's making us to be a giant in our own right. But yeah, like you said, this past year, not just COVID, but all of the ripple effect of what that's brought in our lives. And we're seeing, I didn't know we were going to get this serious after we left in the beginning, but we're seeing really where the fault lines are in some people's lives, where it's just, it's just a been a meltdown and a breakthrough in a bad way, like a, a cracking because life is filled with pitfalls and with problems and with all kinds of difficulties. So what then does the power of positive thinking have to do with that? Well, uh, for every mess, Don, we have the Messiah. M-E-S-S-I-A, <laughs> you know, and, good. and, and the thing that is the hardest for me anyway, the thing that's the hardest for me to do is to wait. It's, it's hard for me to wait. It's kind of like if you imagine a child who she's got terrible tangles in her hair and we as mothers or grandmothers, we're trying to get that tangle out, but we're having to tell her, wait. You got to wait, be still, be still. All of those things so that we can patiently get that tangle out. In the tangles of life, it's the same way because we have to wait patiently. 
I've found on that in my own life, waiting is not easy because confessions of a control freak here. (laughs) I am not very patient, but God has had to teach me that there's power in waiting because what he actually wants to teach me in the waiting stages Mm -hmm. is wisdom. Yes. Amen. So that's one powerful mindset is this, this patience and this sense of waiting. What other powerful, positive, I guess, mindsets is what we're saying, right? It's, it's a mindset that brings us through those difficulties, not, not saying, woe is me. I'm a victim. Everything bad happens to me. Say more about that. That, that is the truth. You know, we can't, we can't just step up and say, well, all of this terrible thing is ha- terrible things are happening to me and I'm just going to lay back. I know for me, I have to tell the Lord, Lord, I'm going to stop telling you what to do with my prayers. Because oftentimes, whenever we get in situations where we need something quickly, we begin to tell the Lord, we begin to tell him what to do instead of asking for wisdom and asking him for things. We just start telling God what to do as if he thinks, as if he wants to know from us how to do this well. You know, what we forget so often is that God already knows how to untangle this mess. We've just got to wait for his perfect timing. It is very difficult, though, to do that, just just to wait. And just last week, I was waiting on something very personal. And I just stopped and I said, Lord, I'm going to listen. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you what I think. I'm just going to listen so that I can hear you help me. Mm -hmm. And I listened and I listened and it was just crickets and I heard absolutely nothing. (laughs) When God goes goes to crickets, you know, you're Ah, about to get a big lesson. (laughs) That's right, girl. And so that was early in the morning because I'm one of those early risers. And by lunchtime, nothing. And, you know, there's a lot of ways God can, God can talk to us whenever we're in the pitfall, pitfalls and the potholes, but I was hearing nothing. I, no friends were telling me certain things. I wasn't getting a text out of nowhere, you know, things like that. I wasn't reading a scripture that just particularly spoke to my heart. I was getting nothing. And so that night as I went to bed, I'm going to be honest, I was so disappointed that the Lord had not answered me. And so I said, Lord, I'm still listening. I'm still listening. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and I walked out onto the, onto our deck, which overlooks a lake. And as I was drinking coffee, I was looking out there and I noticed all the flowers. I have a lot of pretty flowers in my backyard and I noticed all the beautiful flowers colorful. I noticed that they were even more bribe, vibrant on this per, on this particular day. And I look at my flowers all the time, but they were so vibrant. And then as I continued to drink that coffee, all of a sudden 22 ducks flew in from the lake and the sound from their from under their wings was just so loud that that whoosh whoosh and they landed. And I just stared straight ahead because instantly 
I was reminded of the scripture that says, I take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. Mm -hmm. And you are so much more important at that mm -hmm. than that. Mm -hmm. And I just completely, I got chill bumps all over me, but it took me listening. Stop talking, Tammy, mm -hmm. and listen. And what he used in nature, I mean, it was crystal clear. I knew that it was from the Lord. And I, I just, I stopped and I went in there and I called my husband. And then just a few days ago, I got a text from a woman in Tennessee that I have not talked to in months. And what she said to me was, was exactly what I needed to hear in such a difficult time. And so a lot of times we think, oh, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. But I'm telling you, it's in the waiting mm -hmm. that we learn so many lessons. And, you know, Mary Demise said this, and I'll never forget it. She said, sometimes God takes a long time to do something suddenly. <laughs> That's good. Oh, wow. girl. Now, 24 hours was good. not a long time, but I know I, I have things, and, and most women do, that we have been praying for for years and years and years. And we are waiting for that suddenly moment. Ah, yes, that's really powerful. That's good. And so in the waiting on God, you know, amidst a life full of triumph and sometimes tragedy, we fortify our minds by resting in the knowledge that he is going to speak he is going to be faithful and not to get anxious when we're not hearing something right away or we're not seeing the answers right away. And look at how God was speaking to you through nature and through that message that came to you and you just knew in your heart. And then you got the physical message, too, when God used this woman to give you a phone call and speak into your life. So God does that in amazing ways. And I found that true in my life too. Like the, the battle, like we know Joyce Meyer gave us the vocabulary, the battlefield of the mind and keeping that mind in a powerful state of faith and trust and believing God. And that doesn't mean it's easy. It's not, you know, rainbows and unicorns. It's grit. It's tough. It's hard. There's tears. But at the end of the day, saying like Job in the Bible, when he was going through a trial, he said, I know God is my God and he's refining me. I'm going to be like gold when I come out of this. You said in your bio that um, you have triumphs and feats of faith in your life. We don't really know your story. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, a lot of times people think, oh, she is she is the encourager. And, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. But I will tell you that several years ago, I had a, I had a hard bout with depression. And it, whenever you deal with that, that's a tough thing. But I will say, when we, are, when we rearrange the letters in the word depression, it says, I pressed on. That's and so... You know, the enemy roams around like a lion looking for someone to devour. And I fed him. 
I mean, instead of getting up every single day and getting started, because this is the day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. I didn't. I, I just, I laid in the bed too long. I thought about everything that was going wrong, mm-hmm. not everything that was going right. And, and I'll be honest, the, you know, we can't soar on wings as eagles if we keep waking up feeling like a chicken nugget is what I say a lot of times. <laughs> however, however, there has to come that day whenever we tell the negative committee that meets in the boardroom of our mind to sit down and be quiet mm-hmm. because we can get bombarded by negative thoughts. And, and the thing that, that made me plummet into some situational depression, mine wasn't chronic or anything like that, but it was situational. And I had never dealt with depression before. Mm-hmm. So as a woman in ministry, I will tell you whenever that time in my life was done, I do look back now and I thank the Lord for that time in my life because it makes me understand women who deal with this so much better. But with for me, it was a time, it, it had to do with a, with one of my children and it just, oh, you know, when I, whenever a mama, oh, there is, oh man, bro, broken hearted and discouraged and everything else. But mm-hmm. I read in my, oh, my word, I read in my Bible and I would, would look up those scriptures, you know, that God, God is close to the brokenhearted. And in those days when I didn't know what to do, whenever I was confused about which direction to go, I had to stand on what I did know. Even if it didn't feel like it for me right then, I did know that God loves me. I did know that I had value. I did know that, you know, this one, greater is he that is in me than he that is of the world. But one of the things that, you know, The Lord tells us no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Mm -hmm. He does not say that the weapons won't form. Form. That's right. And the weapons do form. And and I will tell you that I just, you know, it's kind of like I jumped in hook, line and sinker and I sunk. And a lot of that for, for that time in my life, some of it was was words that I have that I had said. You know, I've had, God taught me a whole lot during that time that opinions given without being asked for, that's really criticism. Mm-hmm. And Remembering. so, yes. And I was so opinionated back then. And I just thought that I should say what's on my mind. Let me tell you, the Lord showed me the power of words, good and bad. And I had to realize that I had to get a grip on my lip. I had to stop saying what was on my mind and pray for wisdom. Because we know that as our children get older, sometimes the best thing to do is be quiet. So, and I said too much, you know, I, I gave my opinion too much. And as a, as a woman who is very driven as a woman who has high expectations and and I just think sometimes that life's supposed to be laid out exactly like I think it's supposed to be. 
God had to really teach me during that time to depend more on him. And I will tell you that he smoothed us a lot of my rough edges during that time. Yeah. Just talking about it earlier, you became that smooth stone and through those rough waters. I feel like you might be talking to a lot of moms who are listening to this professional women who have the, you know, they are sought after for their speaking and their counseling and their coaching and their book writing. And yet they may feel like they've just missed it with it, with adult children or even their children. What would you say to that woman who thinks, you know, I'm, I failed my own kids and that's not necessarily what you're saying, but they might be struggling with that. They, they are meddling or they're criticizing or they're, they don't know how to parent adult child. Any thoughts on that since you're bringing that up? You know, it, whenever we do, whenever we're in ministry or whenever we speak all the time, when we're on an airplane or, or, we're, or we're in a car going somewhere all the time, a lot of times we do think, am, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. The enemy would always love for us to just be done with ministry, throw it all to the side and not do it at all. But when we know that we have this call on our life, mm-hmm. the thing that we've got to do, Don, is we've got to learn to prioritize. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is huge. You know, I had to learn that God is first, then my family, mm-hmm. and then my work and my ministry. And when those get out of order, oh my goodness, it, everything can be upside down. And so we have to take time And sometimes we just have to take time to stop holding the phone so much and hold our husband's hand, hold our grandchild's hand, hold our child's hand. We have to get up and walk away from the work that we love so much. I love what I do, but sometimes I have to get up and walk away from that and walk to my loved ones. This Last year, I was not able to be at my granddaughter's birthday party. Well, I know, you know, things get booked a year in advance. A lot of times, you know how that is. And people will book you to speak a year in advance. Well, it had already been booked and, and they put her birthday party on a day that I was flying in and I got, I could get there at the very end, you know, sliding in in a cloud of dust kind of thing. And I did, but she told me, she said, Grandmama, you did not come to my birthday party. And oh, it just broke my heart. And so I told my daughter-in-law, who I love dearly, I said, is there any way that you can, we can sit down and we can schedule her next year party? Because sometimes, you know, it doesn't fall on their birthday. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you never know when it's going to be. I just love my daughter-in-law. She said, Absolutely. And so we sat down a year ago. We decided when that birthday party was going to be. She stuck to it and I stuck to it and said, I'm not going to book anything on that weekend. So we have to prioritize. And so as as I began to come out from under that cloud of depression, so many, it was several years ago, as I began to come out of that cloud of depression, I began to see more clearly because for me, I was more focused on getting my way. I was more focused on um, being right 
But sometimes being right, even if you are right, it's not worth it. Yes, that's well said. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that I was thinking about as you were talking. I'm like, you know, I think, again, professional women, they have the answers for so many people. And yet when it comes to maybe those special relationships, they forget that you know, take the hat off. You're not my coach. You're not my counselor. You're not a professional speaker. You're my mom or you're my wife or you're whatever. And my sister and I, and I need you to touch me in a relational place. Don't give me advice. Just be my mom. Just love me or pray for me, but, or whatever, but that's right. We don't always, even if what we know is right, it's maybe not the moment to share it or to give it, but just to love, don't you think just to stay present in their lives and just say, you know, God's going to help you get through this. I'm here if you need me, but I love you and I support you no matter what you're going through here. I want to shift uh, subjects, if I may. You are the founder and the president of the Christian Communicator Conference. And I just think that there are people listening that are saying, hey, tell me more about that. And do you have, when's your next conference? What? Tell us about what you do. I would love to. The Christian Communicators Conference is a conference for speakers and writers because every writer is a speaker. Every speaker is a writer. We're word people. And if you speak, people want to know if you have a book. If you're a writer, people want to know if you will speak because you do have a book. So we're a conference that is, it's a four-night, five-day conference that, I mean, we hit the ground running from the time we begin all the way to the end. And we have speakers at all levels. We have beginning, we have some who are part-time, and we have several who also come who are full-time. And we like to say that it is a conference where you will meet your next group of great friends. Because the people there, they understand why you do what you do. They understand the struggles that a speaker or a writer has. And so whenever you come together in a group, we limit it to 50 people, no more than 50. That's it. And we come together every day. We get to know each other so much in four and five days. I mean, it's crazy how well you can get to know somebody in that amount of time. Mm -hmm. We actually, from beginning to end, we try to answer every single question that people would have regarding speaking. And we have a lot of different experts come in. They teach sessions. There's all kinds of sessions. There's breakout sessions. There's different tracks you can go on. Sherry Nettles is a part of it next year. And everybody loves Sherry Nettles. She's a funny lady, very funny lady. But we always bring in new people. We're always updating. So if there's anybody out there that that wants to look at a Christian women's um, conference for speakers to help you with the craft, with the gift that the Lord has given you, we would love to have you. But I also want to say there's a lot of training out there. You find the one that the Lord is leading you to go to. One of the things Lori and I always say is, or we pray, Lord, bring us those who absolutely 100% know that this is the conference they're supposed to go to. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of quality conferences out there. And I know a lot of the conference directors and we're all doing it for the glory of God. It's not about competition. It's about collaboration. Mm -hmm. It's about working together. 
I had someone tell me one time, Dawn, this was a speaker. She said, Tammy Whitehurst, why in the world would you train the competition? Oh, yes. And I looked at her and I said, oh, girl, this is so much bigger than that. I said, I'm not training the competition. I said, I am building a team who is on fire for telling people about Jesus. Mm hmm. So that is the way. Great perspective. Yes, that's it's a totally different perspective. You know what? It's positive thinking. Yes, that's right. what it is. Yes. yes. And so, when if somebody comes to this, are you saying you can teach someone to be a speaker? Can they yes. learn? If somebody's listening to this, says I, I want to learn how to be a speaker. I'm not. If they have, if they know that they're supposed to be a speaker, you know, I. I will say sometimes cemeteries are filled with speakers who never spoke, writers who never wrote a book, singers who never sung, gifts that were never used. And it could go on and on and on. If you know that God has put a calling upon your life to be a speaker, you just don't know where to start or you don't know where to go or you don't know anybody else who does that. Whenever you get inside that circle of speakers and writers, it's a whole new world and we help each other. So, yes, if you have the calling from the Lord on your life to be a speaker and you've always when I say calling from the Lord, if you have always dreamed. That you knew in your heart that you were supposed to be a speaker. I was a little girl and I used to use a hairbrush and I would speak into the mirror whenever When I was little, whenever I was in junior high, I did speeches. When I was in high school, I was president of some clubs where I had to get up and I had to give speeches. So, and then I became a middle school teacher. That was my first audience. I loved middle school. And what I learned there was that if I could make 12 and 13 year olds laugh, they could learn anything that I was gonna teach them about Texas history or English or reading. And so I think that that's where God led me for my first audience. But when I look back, and for most of us, if you're a writer, you can look back and you were writing stories in elementary school. You loved stories. Mm -hmm. You loved books. Mm -hmm. If you're a speaker, because you're either a writer first and a speaker second or a speaker first and a writer second. And because they just both go together. They go together. They do. But for speakers, they just, they look back and they've been, they have been wanting to do it all their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're not completely without that sense of calling or purpose or that it's not like there are times where people who want to sing, but they just don't have the gift and it's difficult to teach them. But if you know you, you have a message burning inside of you, but you also have a desire to stand before people and communicate a message. There is even just that gift because I, I just was called to communication since I was a little girl, whatever style, singing, speaking, interviewing, writing, whatever, just, I, I enjoy communicating and leading, etc. What about a speaker? Um, do you introduce them to speaker networks? Like how do speakers get on the platform? How do they get opportunities? Do they have to write a book to do that? No. However, a lot of times audiences will ask, do you have a book? So we do, we do have a publisher there 
and they talk about all of the publishing end of it. If you're a speaker who does not have a book, you don't have to go with this publishing company. However, it is one of those situations where you get a lot of questions answered and that helps a whole lot because you, you didn't know where to go. The, okay, girl, I got off on talking about that and I forgot the question. Okay. So I was wondering <laughs> if there, that's okay. We'll ask it again. I'm just curious if a speaker, is there a speaker network? Is there such oh, a yes, thing yes. as an agent for speakers? How does, how do they get things? There are, there's so many open doors for speakers, but it's like you have to get in there so you realize it. And there are, there are writers conferences. There are speakers conferences, like where you and I met. Yes. There's so many, but we don't even know that they're out there. There's coaching. You and I both coach. There is opportunities out there. You just have to know that they exist. But yes, there, there's a lot of open doors. And we have a, uh, with Christian, at christiancommunicators.com, if you click on speaker directory, several of them have already met the requirements. You have to meet the requirements to be listed on the directory. Okay. But we will actually push event coordinators that direction if they ask us for a speaker. And you know yourself that whenever somebody recommends you as a speaker because they've heard you, because they know what your message is, there is a lot of power in recommending somebody as a speaker. And for a lot of the women who go to this, especially the ones who are full-time, whenever they hear a speaker that they know beyond a shadow of a doubt, oh my goodness, this person is starting out and they're going to be so good. We just help each other a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So yes, there is a lot of networking that's inside. Wonderful. Tell us the dates. You have one coming up? We do have one coming up in July of next year. We just finished one in July of this year. Okay. It's going to be in July of 2022 in Fort Worth, Texas. So if you've got a pair of cowboy boots, you might want to bring them. <laughs> if they will go to christiancommunicators.com. Okay they can find out all about that conference. Okay, wonderful. And you said cowboy boots, but there's also something in your life about high heels too. Tell us about your devotional. High you know, heels I, and hallelujahs? That's right, high heels and hallelujahs. It is a devotional designed to kick life up a notch. <laughs> and it's 30 days of every day there is a, there's a relevant devotional that talks about life and how we get through it. And it leads us to the word. I also have a devotional every single day, five days a week on my Facebook page, which is Tammy Whitehurst speaker. They have to put the speaker after it to get to that page. But, you know, we all need something to kick our life up a notch whenever we feel like that life has just got kind of stagnant. Mm -hmm. Right. Good. There's so much more to you. We could talk forever and ever. You're so easy to talk to, but I know that our time is almost up. So let's kind of bring it full circle. We've talked about the rough waters of life, making smooth stones. We've talked about when things get tangled up, how we have to just wait on God and let him untangle things. We've talked about a time in your life where, you know, you experience deep depression and yet here you are as a trophy of God's grace saying, I have triumphed. I have overcome. What advice would you give someone in parting comments 
who's listening to all of this today? Well, we can't wait till life's not hard. We can't wait until it's the perfect time Mm. to be happy, to step out and do what God has designed us to do. And whenever we wake up, if we will look at every single day as another opportunity to make a difference, then we look at life in a whole new way. Yes. Yes. That just gave me talk about chills. That just gave me, yes. Like that's, that's it, my sister, that is it. And so thank you for that encouragement. Thank you for uh, kicking us up a notch. (laughs) Thank you for stepping into God's call and for inviting others to do the same. I hope that those listening will take advantage of that conference. And I'm glad if your granddaughter's birthday party can be on the calendar a year in advance, so can this speaker. (laughs) So can this conference. So ladies, put it on your calendar and plan for it. Tammy Whitehurst, my guest today, thank you so much for being with us on Arise, Esther. And for all of you listening, I have a question for you. Modern day Esther's, is this your moment to arise? I hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. And hey, if you've not done so yet, why don't you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss another episode. Or you can visit us at ariseester.com. And while you're there, make sure you join the movement. Visit us today to get connected. For more information about me, Dawn Damon, visit dawndamon.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for a free breakthrough strategy session. Until we meet again, keep rising. This is your moment.